This will not make the podcast. Ooh, greatest play in Jacksonville history. Put me on layaway. All these guys are very young. I believe in miracles. Man, he's just laying the wood on these guys. <laughs> Ramen noodle night every single night. St. John's County. Just total chaos. Parks and trails local to Jacksonville. I need the Biloxi schedule now. I'll just stay here in Jacksonville. Fan love. I don't know what she was thinking. La Roja. Oh, no. The VAR again. Alrighty, welcome aboard to the latest and greatest podcast we have on deck. We're going to go into the weeds. A good for sporting podcast production. Andrew Drew, alongside Trent Young in studio today. Hey, Trent, my main man, thanks for making the journey, and welcome aboard, son. Nice to finally be here. Lovely place. Great to have you. As always, welcome. First order of business to the links going to talk some golf of course we did a preview of the u.s open you listed your boys of what you thought people we could watch for people that you were looking to get into as far as backing them throughout this tournament at the u.s open pebble beach beautiful pacific coast golf course weather cooperated here trent which is something we can talk about i'm sure you may have some points of discussion there something that surprised me a little bit typically the defender of the course is the great pacific ocean and the beach that has all those pebbles, Trent. But instant reactions from the tournament this weekend. Some surprises, some things. You had some good predictions, by the way. I'll give you a shout-out to put in front of our discussion here as we'll go through and poke holes in those some of those predictions as well. But part is the fun. But, Trent, yeah, give me some instant reactions that you had throughout the weekend. Obviously, you watched a lot of the golfing action, but your thoughts? Victor Hovland, I think... We have to start off with set the record for lowest amateur score ever recorded at Pebble Beach. Uh, broke Jack Nicklaus's record. Yeah, Hovland was uh, even through the first three rounds, and he had to shoot a four over. It was really kind of making the charge there. So he uh, did pretty well. My boy Webb Simpson, a big fan of mine, he shot five under on Sunday to go to three under on the tournament. He's had the second highest final round average through the, the season so far, only <laughs> to trail the winner. Gary Woodland, who's been shooting the lowest average on Sundays. Brooks Kepka looked pretty poised to pull off his third consecutive U.S. Open, was charging there at the beginning. He uh, was three under on the front nine, but on the back nine he was even, so unfortunately unable to catch Gary Woodland, but uh, just another excellent showing from your FSU alum, Brooks Kepka. Shout out. Coming on strong, Trent. Started hot, like you said, four birdies in the first five holes. So he hit one, three, four, five, and was rolling. And so then got a couple evens, ended up throwing a little bogster down on the eighth mm-hmm. hole. And tougher, as you said, Trent, tougher second half of the course. And so unable to do the catch. But, man, from what it looked like, he was burning early. For a second there, I thought he was going to catch Woodland. I did, too. I was, I was rooting for him, for sure. It would have been some interesting golf. I'd like to see him go into the playoff. But still a really great showing from Brooks, nonetheless. Absolutely. And it was kind of the other way from a boy Shrek. <laughs> Louis Uthazen had a good posting of six overall, so he tied for seven. Um, he was one of the guys that we mentioned towards the latter half of the preview of the podcast. You're like, hey, he's got a great short game, which he does. He's kind of got that old man game crafty, so he's good for this course. And we saw him. He was rolling through the first three rounds of action, was right up top of the leaderboard. That was a rough day for Shrek. Falls down a little bit, takes a tumble by the time the day was over. How about your boy Xander? Tell me a little bit yeah. about his round. So he tied for third. He was he was kind of your dark horse 
But your dark horse hits top three, man. I'll give you some fan love here. Man, it really ticked me off. I was trying to watch as much as I could of him on Sunday because he was, you know, getting birdies here and there and was set up for a couple birdie opportunities. He ended up having to two or three putt for par. But just an excellent showing from him. I called him to win it. He got off to a really great start. I believe he was five under after the first round. And then he moved on the last day. He shot four under to get him to seventh under to, to tie for third with uh, John Rahm, another guy I really liked. Also tied with Justin Rose, who kind of imploded. He shot three over on Sunday. Was up there on the leaderboard, too, with your boy Louie. It looked like Adam Scott was making the charge, too, until he got, like, a double bogey. I saw him tee off, and he hit a shot out of bounds, ended up double bogeying that hole, but he still finished three under on the day. Yeah, Xander just excellent showcasing through and through, and very proud of him. Was hoping that he would pull off a win, but I knew that he'd be up against some fierce competition. Brooks and, and Justin Rose, all those guys. Rory even was, was definitely up there on the leaderboard on Sunday. He started off kind of hot, but then finished only at one over. So Xander started the tournament after Thursday. He had tied for second with a 66 just behind Rose. He talked about Trent. So good showing for him. A little rough trip into the weekend. So Friday he shot two over, and yeah. then he was even um, on Saturday. Able to rally, though, a strong performance on Sunday. Goes four under, like you said, to get to seven under overall for the tournament. But another guy, so we talked about Justin Rose shooting 65 on Friday. And Trent, just talk about how unorthodox his performance was because he was sitting at the top of the leaderboard. So if you're just checking the ticker or you're bouncing in on it every now and then or, you know, you're not watching the shot-by-shot broadcast that they had this weekend why was that kind of odd or what what was special about rose's performance throughout the first three days of the tournament his driver i guess wasn't on it i, I saw a couple that he hit were were looking pretty rough and ended up in the rough and so he was just able to hit those recovery shots well and put himself in position he parred a lot of holes at first but then was kind of getting some bogeys here and there and uh, kind of fell apart he shot three over like i said on on sunday so was missing a lot of greens and fairways and it was just kind of crazy to just see how well he was still able to do i think he only hit half the fairways on uh, the first day and he was the leader at six under so a total outlier if you will not the typical results you would see out of uh, the leader after the first day especially at pebble beach we all know how thick that rough and that tall grass gets there but i saw some really horrible shots out of the rough i mean i think rory he was he hit one from the rough right into the bunker and (laughs) like three feet away so just a real rough day a tough course but like you did say earlier uh, the weather was a lot kinder to the golfers than I think we all anticipated could have been a lot worse but to your point you could see players on a longer course maybe have similar numbers to what Rose has and be on the leaderboard but kind of a shorter golf course at Pebble Mm -hmm. Beach and a, a craftier golf course as you will like you talked about in the preview cumulative for his entire four rounds 59 percent of the fairways he hit 33 out of 56 and then the greens he hit 54 percent dang cumulative but uh yeah the first day you were talking about he went exactly 50 on both 50 percent of the fairways 50 mm. percent of the greens and regulation and to put that perspective he was tied for 119th in fairway percentage on day one tied for 106th in greens and regulation and your main man was <laughs> still sitting atop the leaderboard <laughs> day one so crazy. Love an aggressive golfer, one that's got a tough mental mindset. Any highlight holes that were impressive to you, Trent? John Rahm had that really cool chip in, uh, definitely. Uh, I saw a couple others that got really close, but yeah, John Rahm's from that rough was, was very impressive. Um, also, 
my boy Henrik Stenson, somebody I shouted out, he finished with his second consecutive top 10. So he hasn't been playing the best golf recently, but it was really cool to see him get that together. 43-year-old, it was his 13th U.S. Open, six top 25, and his fourth top 10, second straight. Really cool to see that from Henrik Stenson. Round into form. Yeah, Ches Revy, that was kind of a surprise on the leaderboard. He's the world's 65th best golfer right now, and he ended up shooting seven under. So that was his season-tying best, tied for third, six shots back of Gary Woodland. So he was tied with John Rahm and, and Xander as well. So we got the bump up to, he's now 48. So Dang. Good-looking nice. jump. So finished, of course, what, tied for third at Pebble Beach? Yes, sir. Able to get that big old bump. Good-looking out for him. The American, Ches Revy. But back to Stenson, very consistent game from him as Revy was. They were both in that five to seven under range, that second tier, once you fell off the leaders with Brooks and Gary Woodland. This was right underneath them with your boy Xander. A very consistent weekend of golf for them, able to kind of knife through the field. 68, 70, 68, 71. Not necessarily scores they're going to jump off the page. Those were Reeves rounds. Of course, translating that to three under, one under, three under, even. And then Stenson, who had a similar weekend. It was three under, even, one under, one under. So he's two shots back. But very consistent staying around that par threshold. Just some consistent play, which in a tough golf course and a more craftier one keeps you in the conversation. Absolutely. I thought Graham McDowell was playing some excellent golf going Saturday night, going into Sunday. He shot 69 and then 70 and 70 in the first three rounds, but unfortunately shot a 72. Round four pushed him to one over on the day and unfortunately just kind of fell apart for him. It gets real tough on that back nine. Easy to build some momentum through the front, but definitely a lot to tougher holes back there. Just a personal favorite golfer of mine, Matthew Fitzpatrick. He ended up tied for 12, fourth under on the tournament, was flirting with that top 10. He shot three under on the final day. Somebody who I didn't think he was going to really put it together, he shot a 69 on the first day, but then he went 71 and 72 rounds two and three, but shot a 68 round four, did really well there. Just a really good golfer who is kind of coming into his own form as well during the season right now. There were four players tied for third. You talked about your boy, Matty Fitzpatrick. Three of the players that finished the tournament tied for under all Englishmen. And then we've got Hovland, the Norwegian, Norwegian, rounding out that top 12. Graham McDowell also sliding into the top 16, if we want to get get national with it, Trent. Here in 2019, Kepka couldn't get the three straight. No. Um, interesting factoid, would have been only the second player ever to have a three-peat in the U.S. Open. I believe it was back around the 1900s, Willie Anderson, the only one with a three-peat up at the U.S. Open, Trent. One more golfer I think I should touch on. Mm -hmm. The American, Mr. Dustin Johnson, or DJ, finished tied for 35th one over, and he shot three over. A guy who was flirting with an even score, you know, somebody who's definitely showcased big game tournaments can close out majors and stuff before it's bizarre to see him fall apart like that i think i saw one of his tee shots or one of his second shots ended up on the cart path on saturday and so he had to take a shot off the cart path directly so (laughs) a funky week for him but that's how golf goes it's you know very up and down game no pun intended yeah he was right around in the conversation not necessarily leaderboard material but he was on that fringe coming out of friday into saturday and then par on Saturday, three over on Sunday. Yeah. Dropped him down, like you said, yeah. tied for 35th. <clears throat> so as we bury the past and we go forward this week, got the Travelers. Any thoughts on the action coming up this weekend? 
Yeah, definitely got to talk about Mr. Bubba Watson, who won it last year. I, in his fourth win at the Travelers, already won it three times. Definitely a course that sets up really well for him. He had a very rough weekend this past week, and so he's going to be getting a lot of love just because he has won so many times there. Not playing the greatest golf right now, but somebody who knows that course obviously extremely well. I'm definitely eager to see how he plays this course. You know, this is going to be kind of one for the bigger hitters. We talked about last week, Pebble Beach, a smaller course and, you know, a lot of weather, but... This one is obviously designed for Bubba and his big old pink driver. So should be interesting to see how he ends up finishing the week and actually how he starts the week. But unfortunately, we won't have uh, Gary Woodland. He's going to take the week off, but Brooks will be there as well. So definitely could easily see Brooks is in some incredible form right now. Would not be a surprise at all to see him get another win on the year. To your point, as far as Bubba making the cut, that was the one thing that you're going in, talked about due to the nature of the golf course, you probably weren't going to see a lot of the big hitters mm -hmm. come through. Rory, I think, did surprisingly well, tied for ninth at five under, Tiger tied for 21st. Not a lot of sluggers here at the uh, top end of things at Pebble Beach. So we'll open it up a little bit for the Travelers. Any other players to watch? Um, I think I'm just going to keep sticking with Henrik Stinson and, and Webb Simpson. Those are two of my favorite golfers. I think they just can really scramble when they need to and, and they know how to get pars on some of those tougher holes maybe ricky fowler or, or uh, somebody like phil mickelson is going to be able to win not quite the strongest drivers on tour jason day possibly matt kuchar one of those kind of guys matt kuchar kind of fell apart ruined me in, in some of my DraftKings lineups out of two over tied for 16th at three under with graham mcdowell and Francesco Molinari and webb simpson but definitely think that rory is going to probably be in the mix again. He shot one over on Sunday, so, you know, still tied for ninth, but definitely some incredible form. He won the, the week prior as well at the RBC Canadian. So definitely some really good golf from Rory. Would not be surprised at all to see him take the Travelers. Oh, John Rahm. Sorry, I haven't even really mentioned him, I don't think. But, yeah, it was just other than that chip in he had. But, no, he was really playing great golf through and through. At times, he, <laughs> he started to implode. Maybe Friday or Saturday, he kind of had a – a pretty rough day because it wasn't a major implosion because he was one of three players i believe to shoot under par all four days saturday on the eighth hole he had that beautiful chip in that we referenced earlier but it was a rough start to the day for him he had to really rally on saturday through six holes he was three over and like oh. you said the front nine was the more gettable part of this golf course yeah. this week and that chip in i think it was on eight like we said that was to save par so he, oh. had, he had birdied the previous hole in seven to get him back to two under, and then he saves par, and I think it was a big switch over for him to roll that momentum. And especially with that 68 on Sunday, gave himself a pretty dope shot. Right there in the mix, tied for third. Yeah, he's a, a striker of the ball. He can really get after it with the three wood and his driver and everything. So I would be surprised if uh, he didn't finish probably top 10, top 15. Yeah, was able, it looked like he was kind of starting to implode. And so that was really cool to see him, you know, bring it back and just shoot a 68 on Sunday. So, Dran, I think that'll be uh, a nice quick hit, nice little recap, nice Absolutely. little preview here in the golfing world. So we'll tie things up, but uh, come right on back. Going into the Weeds podcast, a uh, Goods for Sporting entity with Trent Young <laughs> and Andrew Jude.